Welcome back to Nurma Nurma. This is the very first episode that we had the title of the episode before we even had the content nailed down. Isn't it ironic? We talk about Alanis Morissette in depth. We talk about other ironies, things that aren't ironic, things that just suck. You can imagine what it's like if you've ever had a conversation about this song. So there you have it. We, um, it's a good time. It's me, Alexis, and Nikki. And, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Please leave a review if you like it. Please follow us on Instagram. Please head up the link tree. I'll put it in the description and it's also in the Instagram bio. And that's pretty much it. Enjoy the episode. Alanis Morissette has the same birthday as Marilyn Monroe. Are they cousins? Did you ask if they're cousins? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Yeah. Morgan Freeman has the same birthday as well, and his is only 11 years after Marilyn Monroe's. Wow. Uh, what's the birthday? June 1st. What does that make them? Hmm. Mm, May. Unimportant. Yes, yeah, stupid. <laughs> Uninfluential. <laughs> Not a Libra, so who cares about them? Of no consequence. <laughs> Sorry, like. <laughs> Gemini. Morgan Freeman was born in 1937. Wow. That was a long time ago. He's an old man. <laughs> 37. Holy crap. So long time ago. He's really... Wow. Monroe was born in 26. It's too bad she knew about the aliens, huh? Yeah. No kidding. Kind of ironic. It figures. So, ironic by Alanis. Alanis? So I was Googling it. There's a really classic internet rumor from right after 9-11 that involves this song where Clear Communications allegedly told all their stations to not play this list of songs. Clear Communications is now iHeartRadio. Oh, because it has a plane crash? Yes, because it has a plane crash. But other songs on the list were like Going Down by Bruce Springsteen or like Leaving on a Jet Plane. Why couldn't they play? Like shit, like that. That songs that's about a. Uh, not airplane. even just about airplanes. It was like any songs about well, fire. It was a. It's. I put the link in in here, but it's allegedly not true. They said it wasn't true. They said they didn't actually ban anything, but the rumor has sort of evolved to be like they might have suggested to skip these songs for a while. Man, that's pretty. And what year was this? Oh, it's in a Slate article from September of 2001. When you're less than a month out from a countrywide traumatic event, I suppose it might make sense. Yeah. Killer Queen. I'm sorry, were they just not talking about death that year? Burning Down the House. Remember the Jimmy World album that was called Bleed American? They had to pull all the albums from the shelf and and they just made it like a self-titled. Because it came out that year. I don't remember exactly when it came out. It came out in July of 2001, and it was called Bleed American. Bad year to release an album, apparently. Yeah, which they did. They did the right thing. Like, it was, I mean, obviously, you know. No, you got to take that right off the shelf. But that's a fun little piece of internet lore, because that was 
I thought about it. 9-11 is kind of the first time that people were really getting a good chance to make some internet conspiracies. I remember going to Nikki's house and putting in the flight numbers and changing them to wingdings. And like looking at it and it looked like planes flying into buildings. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that too. Yeah, we would do it regularly as if it would change. Yeah, and I, for years, I tried to look up, because it was Q33NY. I remember it still. And as if it would change, right? No, but I remember really yeah. trying to, like, like prove myself wrong and, like, try to figure out if that was actually the flight number or not. And at least in the era of internet at that point, I couldn't prove myself wrong. Probably because that rumor had gained so much traction, it was just being like more reinforced on the internet than it was actually like debunked. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Just kind of bonkers because now we're 20 years later, like dealing with crazy internet rumors. It all started with uh, one that included Alanis Morissette. Wow, this list of songs is crazy. Some of them. Wow, John Legend Imagine is on there. John Legend? We could have. John Lennon. I might have said. I think I said legend. <laughs> usually, le- usually I say Lennon, and you think I usually, or I'll say legend, and you think I say Lennon, but I I genuinely said legend this time. <laughs> yeah, John Legend's Imagine is on there. It's oh, they took Frank Sinatra. New York and New York is on there. That's sad. I think it should not. Like, obviously, I don't like it. I also wonder for how long they did yeah. this. Smooth Criminal Whatever. by Alien F Farm. <laughs> no! Does it say that? <laughs> no! <laughs> That's my favorite joke on the planet. <laughs> Not even a joke, just that song. This is a weird list of songs. I'd like to put them together on a playlist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. You could make like the ultimate Rebels playlist. Bodies by Drowning Pool. What station was playing all every one of these songs? <laughs> like <laughs> the, the idea of all of these songs playing on one station is absurd. <laughs> I'm really gonna make a playlist now and see how I feel at the end. Yeah, that's a great. Yeah, absolutely. I'll send it to you. Thank you. <laughs> The song You Ought to Know by Alanis mm-hmm. is about Joey from Full House. Do you think any of the men that she talks about in Ironic are about Joey from Full House? They're from the same album. Like the 98-year-old man? Did she date Joey from Full House? Yeah, you gotta listen to the You Ought to Know. because I it's, really apparently it's do. Really, it's like, it was one of the first songs during that time of like a lady just being like, um, what's the word? Like crude? I guess, but just like being dirty and like saying bad things. And it's about Joey from Full House, allegedly. That's so confusing. I thought he was an uncle. He's not allowed to have sex. <laughs> uncles can't have sex. That's why they're uncles. Was that? So it is ironic. Do you think he was the the old man turned to ninety eight from ironic? I think the old man is dead. I never. I never realized that lyric was saying that there were there was a ninety eight year old man winning the lottery. I guess I just never totally was tuned into the songs. Well, you one really of the first listen ones. to all the lyrics. But ninety eight, ninety eight is old. 
It's a really bold way to start out a song about ironies <laughs> to talk about a 98-year-old man who won the lottery. Died. I think it's actually like pretty expected that he would die pretty soon <laughs> after that. No, but that's the she could have chosen a different age. I think she should have say a baby. Babies can't gamble. Twenty-eight-year-old man who won the lottery and died the next day. That's just depressing. Less than point one percent of Americans are over ninety-five years old. I don't know. And then combine that with the odds of winning the lottery. Really low. I guess it it could have been any age and died the next day. Right. And that would have been ironic. I think the the point of it is like he waited his whole life to do something. Because then she, you know, mentions like waited his whole life to fly a plane. Waited your whole life to get married and then you get rained on. A lot of it is about waiting your Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. I assumed he played lotto every day. Yeah, and then he didn't get it till he was 98. I have an uncle who has been buying lottery tickets every time he's bought a soda for the last 30 years. And he buys sodas every day. Maybe not COVID era, but prior to that. I I think it just goes along with the finally kind of feeling of the song. Because the song, I guess, oh man, I just... Brain blast? Yeah, brain blast. The song is like, right, so everybody says it's not actually ironic, and it drives people bonkers that she uses the word ironic incorrectly. Yeah, old news. But half of the song is like someone waiting their whole life for something, and then half of it is just like being angry that you have a spoon and not a knife type of deal. Does that make sense? I just had this brain blast, and I haven't figured out how to word it. Yeah, so, like, with the fly in the Chardonnay, you didn't wait your whole life to pour a glass. Of uh, Right, Chardonnay. I, I I think you guys are maybe looking into this too closely. I doubt it. I've been listening to Jagged Little Pill on repeat for two days. <laughs> okay, so the genius... Genius lyric says about an old man who turned 98, it's a pity that the old man who had lived his whole life presumably in economical difficulty had the chance to improve his lifestyle with a lottery win, but he died the next day. But is it ironic? No, it is not. This might be ironic if the old man had played the lottery specifically to get money to pay for heart surgery, but the excitement of finding out he'd won triggered a fatal heart attack. Jesus Christ! That's on the Genius website? Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> that was a... That was... It's overthinking oh when you're trying to define ironic. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's not what she was doing. She wasn't using ironic for the definition. She was redefining ironic. Right, and also the the lyrical styles from listening to her album for two days straight, it's very common in how she writes her songs. Like, she just compares a lot of things, I guess. She's a poet. She's a fucking poet. I tried to find anything about a black fly that we could talk about, but obviously it was dominated by the fly on Mike <laughs> Pence's head. <laughs> which I didn't want to talk about, but there's a lot of celebrities with bug incidences on the show I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, which I've never watched because it's not my brand of reality TV, but I thought it was Weird, because 
Caitlyn Jenner was on the very first season in 2002 and returned in 2017. And she's like getting up there in age. So she had a really hard time and there's a lot of weird interviews and she hates bugs. And anyways, I don't think you should put a fly in Caitlyn Jenner's Chardonnay. That's the moral of that story. (laughs) Have you ever had a fly in your Chardonnay? No. I haven't had a fly in my Chardonnay. You want to have something gross? Yeah. The other day I had my retainer on the kitchen counter because I like, I'm gross, I guess. I left it there. So, like, I it was first thing in the morning. I was like making breakfast and I was like ready to eat. So I took my retainer out from sleeping with it. And I came back to it to like take it to the bathroom to clean it and stuff. There was like I had stacked them on top of each other, and I was like, "What is black in there?" And then I realized the fly crawled out, and I promptly had to like disinfect and soak and. It was really, it really grossed me out. <laughs> How do you disinfect it with hand sanitizer? No, I have. Uh, there's like retainer tablets, and you can use hot water, and then you can use soap and baking soda. It's kind of gross, but you can't boil it because it'll melt the retainer. Right. I was really in a predicament. <laughs> do you use those like tablets too? Yeah. Man, I, I hope. Don't know how often you're supposed to use them though? I think I used. I don't know I if you do it every day it or weekly. weekly or what. I can't imagine these retainers lasting me for a long time. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I just don't feel like spending fifteen bucks on thirty tablets every month. I like that you're also explaining this to two people who technically have a retainer. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't fit anymore. I used to do it. <laughs> like, wow! How do you clean a retainer? I haven't seen one in a while. <laughs> Um, I've had a black fly in my wine. What? I've had a wine. I've had a fly go into my wine. Are they drawn to it? Because it's sweet. I think I have too. Actually, they get drunk. They get drunk. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Am I stupid? I don't know. Yeah. Alexis, was your fly drunk? I think I didn't ask. Seemed like you didn't breathalyze it? Seemed like he got home safely. You gave him his keys back? (laughs) No, I I told him where I put them. But I told him to wait until tomorrow, and then I put a glass of water next to his bed. Good. (laughs) Very good. The death row part in two minutes too late is extremely dark. It's pretty heavy. This album came out in 95, I think. Could be 96. It's a heavy lyric. That does happen to people, and that sucks. It's kind of ridiculous coming after it's a black fly in your Chardonnay. (laughs) It's like, same thing. It's like a death row party. (laughs) It's like being unjustly murdered by the state. (laughs) Getting a fly in your wine. Right, getting a fly in your wine. Um, okay, rain on your wedding day, people sometimes say is good luck. Is that just comforting them? Uh, yes, that is just so that brides don't cry. Got it. Um, I... Speaking as a wedding photographer. Yeah, I was gonna say, you've been to more weddings than either of us, I'm sure. Than any human really deserves to. Yeah. Have you seen an umbrella wedding? Because I saw a lot of good umbrella wedding pictures. Yes. 
Do they have matching umbrellas? People do that sometimes. No. And the umbrellas are only to make the pictures seem like they're happy to be in rain. They're actually quite sad. (laughs) (laughs) So the umbrellas also, I don't think, keep them dry, really. They basically, the bride uses it to keep her hair from getting messed up. And then for the pictures, they pull both of them under the same one. I'm not a fan of rainy wedding days. I would, I almost had it. I don't know if you remember with our wedding, it poured the night before. And I was like, shit. Like, I can't get tents in time for tomorrow. Because that was one of the stipulations at the venue is they were like, our indoor space, because it's their home, they were like, you, we will not accommodate a rainy wedding. You have to, like, set up a tent rental and have them come out and set it up if you have rain on your wedding day. And it was like, well, we're just going to take the risk, I guess. My guests can sit in the rain. And then it didn't rain, so... So what's your gut feeling reaction to it's like rain on your wedding day? Do you think that's ironic? I'm not looking. (laughs) I think by Alana Morissette's uh, description of ironic, it is. This is... Would I say what? Figures. Um, Yeah. Who would have (laughs) thought? No, I wouldn't say who would have thought. I mean, the weather's pretty unpredictable. It's a pretty reasonable thing. So my ideas for curing the rain on the wedding day is either umbrellas, indoor wedding, which in COVID, like, not going to happen, or abstain from marriage. Abstain from marriage sounds like a good one. (laughs) (laughs) That's my idea. As the one married person in this The podcast. one married person and the one person who's been to 100 mar- weddings. It's a free ride when you've already paid. I feel like I get that. I want to know how that works, because wouldn't you hand a coupon first? I The way I thought of it was, like, you're getting on a bus, and the bus driver's plugging in his GPS on his phone. He's not looking at you. And then you're putting your change into the little change box in the bus. And then once he hears all the change drop, he goes, oh, it's free today. Sorry, I don't have the key. Yeah. I feel like I don't even know what has happened in my life, but I feel like I've had one of those moments and I'm like, figures. (laughs) Who would have (laughs) thought? Or what if, okay, okay, okay. What if you like, or you're from out of town, right? And you're going to New York City and you buy a Metro card and you load a bunch of money on it. And then you go up to the lines and then it says free rides all day. Don't use your Metro card. And then you're leaving town the next day. You're never going to use the Metro card again. Mm. Or similarly, you load a bunch of money on your Metro card and you walk up and the turnstile's broken. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> Maybe my brain's making this up, but I don't think it is. Colin works in downtown and he had to ride the bus before he was able, like there was like a waiting list for the parking passes. So he had to like buy a bus pass for a while. So he had to sign up for this bus pass and then, like, the first ride he had, he, like, found a card that was, like, a month of free rides. But he had already paid for the month membership. That's ironic. Yep. It's a free ride, but it... But he had already paid. But he's already paid. Okay, yeah. Mr. Play It Safe was afraid to fly. Okay, yeah, that... Don't play it right after 9-11. Just... I like that Mr. Play It Safe is capitalized. Like, a. Like, that's his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he packed his suitcase. Kissed his kids goodbye. 
He waited his whole damn life to take that flight, and as the plane crashed down, he thought, well, isn't this nice? What a sarcastic fuck. <laughs> Literally dying. He's like, well, that's nice. Well, isn't this nice? Of course. His last words were, it figures. <laughs> the no smoking sign on the cigarette break bothers me because no smoking signs are not posted in a place where you'd have a cigarette break. The only like thing I could think about was... Pretty sure she was just looking for lyrics. How dare you? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. It also, it's like an. It was in the ninety-five. The no smoking sign. I'm pretty sure you can yeah, smoke inside. The, are, is she in an airplane lavatory? But like, what I'm saying. What if she? Okay. <laughs> Guys, okay, hold on. What? I turned to the good, trusty friend Google, and said, "Define irony." A state of affairs or an event that seems deliberately contrary to what one expects and is often amusing as a result. I think that, I think her song's ironic examples are just fine. Do you disagree? Do you think it doesn't fall within those boundaries? I don't know. People have argued about it for years. Decades. I think no smoking with a smoking sign. What if you're like, work at a coffee shop? And there's, you want to take a break, but you want to take it, like, where customers aren't. So maybe, like, you go to a no-smoking room. No, that doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. You're really trying. It's okay. A for effort. I think it's ironic. (laughs) To answer Hmm. your question, Nikki. It would be. What if you were, like, I've had the, okay, I've actually had this happen where I'm smoking and then I, like, lean back onto a wall. And then yeah. there's a sign. But that's now. In the 1995s. I don't know. I think she must have been in an airplane lavatory. That's my best guess. Or like if you're at one of those places where it's like you cannot smoke on premises when you work. You have to go like so far away and you mm-hmm. have to change your clothes. Like what if she's like training on a new job? She's reading the employee handbook, and then she's like, I'm going to take a break. And they're like, okay, I'll read the handbook during the break, so it's paid. And then she goes outside with the handbook, and then she flips the page, and it's like, you have to be so far away. And then she has, like, a cigarette out. And then she runs down the block and takes off her Domino's hat. I was also thinking Domino's. That's crazy. (laughs) I was also completely (laughs) picturing a Domino's. Yeah, and then she has... (laughs) She comes back. She slams the binder shut. Comes running back. I think she uses ironic to describe things that are just unfortunate. So, in her yeah. two thousand in two thousand nineteen, they released "Jagged Little Pill," which is the name of her album from then, uh, as a Broadway musical. And so, when they do the song "Iron," I I haven't watched it, but from listening to it, it sounds like it's a bunch of high school kids. And during the song Ironic, they keep telling, like, they keep interrupting the girl that's singing, and they're saying, it's not actually ironic. That's not what irony means. It just means you're having a shitty day. So they address it. That's pretty funny. She's (laughs) self-aware about it, not perfectly matching the description. Because, as Nikki has told us, maybe she was just just writing lyrics. I know, when I sit there and I'm just trying to write a song... 
I just try to find lyrics that can maybe even questionably fit. As you can see by what I texted you, it's the musical. The music has the musical been performed? It must have it been performed was, somewhere. Um, but I don't think they did many dates because of COVID. It's that recent? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the end of 2019. Oh shoot! Wow, the best performances got canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like the ja- dude, I would have gone. Yeah, they didn't get to tour with it or anything yet. It premiered at the theater in Cambridge. Massachusetts. <laughs> Cambridge, what? Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, on May 5th, 2018, the show began previews on Broadway in November 2019 and opened on December 5th, 2019 for the 74th Tony Awards. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it looks like they're supposed to do a thing in the 2020 so wait they did a number they did like a song from it for the tony awards that's weird oh no no no! i'm sorry jagged little pill received 15 nominations i only read half of that sentence i was like how did they i mean that's cool i guess but i'm really hoping that covid kills award shows i think they were already on their way out like every fucking time there's an award show there would be like a trending hashtag about how exclusive they were yeah and like privileged and shitty. I got really into watching Ricky Gervais call out all of the motherfuckers in Hollywood who are hypocrites. People were really mad at him at first. Yeah, he made Epstein jokes like, oh, sorry, I insulted him. I know he's friends with all of you. I was like, don't come up here and accept your award and say that you <laughs> are here for some humanitarian cause when your shows only stream on Amazon. That was an amazing. It was so offensive and so good. Dude, I got that sense. Gervais is kind of a. I think he's a good dude. Like he says bad. He says a couple bad things, but like he supports really good causes. And, and he has like really thought. Has stayed true um, to it. Have you guys seen Afterlife? Mm-mm. Am I remembering the name of his Netflix thing correctly? He's had a couple different shows that are really good. Yeah, it is Afterlife. Okay. Yeah, have you seen Afterlife? I've heard it's really good. Oh, man. you! I watched his show before that. I forget what it was called. It's worth it. And they're short episodes. But, I mean, I that was my first experience with him. I didn't, and then, like him, um, what event was it? Golden Globes. The Golden Globes. Hosting it. I remember hearing him and being like, holy shit, he's the same person in real life as he is in his characters. I remember the first time he hosted it, people were so pissed at him. Like, everyone hated him. And they giving it to him. Because they were like, this is supposed to be a nice event. But I'm also like, didn't kiss your guys' asses. He kind of called you out, like, in front of the world. And it's a little bit hilarious. Yeah. And that's the only thing that the audience wanted at this point. Was the, yeah. That's the only person I think that could have been acceptable to an audience. Or that kind of humor. Maybe someone else could have done it, but I don't think anybody wanted to watch Brad Pitt's ass get kissed on television. Especially not Alexis. No, we don't need that. You hate Brad Pitt. Do you hate Brad Pitt? I hate Brad Pitt? (laughs) Do I have strong feelings against Brad Pitt? You hated him in the Shia LaBeouf episode. (laughs) I might have. I might have hated him that that day. But you know what, though? It's because Nikki and I both kept knee-jerk reacting to... We just kept 
summarizing like Hollywood's best of the best that's as right. Brad Pitt. That, yeah, when you say <laughs> that, I, was it, rubbing I, it I hate way. Brad Pitt. Yeah, but I don't like think <sighs> top ten people I hate and think of Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's not like me with Tom Hanks. Right, right, right. What else do we got? Uh, it's a traffic jam when you're already late. Okay, how do you feel about... Let me paint you a word picture. Pre-COVID, you got a line of customers at your hypothetical coffee shop job. If somebody says, can you make my drink first? I'm already late. <laughs> Maybe you should leave the house sooner. Do you think Alanis wrote this from a coffee shop barista perspective? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be stopping for coffee at all. Maybe she was a barista. Maybe she got real tired. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's frustrating, but nine out of ten times, actually Traffic Jam might be one of the few exceptions. Nine out of ten times, when I'm already late and something happened, the first thing that made me late was completely in my control. It's frustrating. Yeah. So, like, leave the house sooner, get up sooner. Don't cook an extravagant breakfast if you didn't get up on time. And then the traffic jam won't push you back. Breakfast for all else. I'm unwilling to negotiate on that one. But the exception is, I'm thinking of this time when I was trying to drive to the airport. And I was in Phoenix. And I didn't account, I didn't account for a rush hour. And I moved literally a quarter of a mile in 30 minutes. Oh my god. I drove a stick shift, oh and it was really frustrating. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> I couldn't have known it was going to be that clogged. Ooh, COVID-era example would be, like, flying out to see your family on March 14th. Ooh. It'd be pretty good. Or, like, booking a flight abroad and then getting stuck in a different country. Or, mm, <laughs> here's a good one. Colin and I waited an entire year to go on a vacation so we could save up for something more than San Diego. Now I can't go anywhere. Oh, I have another good one. I took, at the beginning of COVID, I started my quarantine with a PTO four-day weekend. Oh. <laughs> and you never went back. And I never went back. I never saw one of my coworkers again. She got fired like a month and a half later. Like I literally never went back. That's a good example. I'm really glad that one came to mind. That's a really good one. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't even have anything. I haven't done anything <laughs> ironic. Well, I bought an iPad and then got immediately rehired. Oh. I was like bored as F for six months. And then finally bought an iPad because I was like, I have all this oh, time. I'm going to draw. And then I got rehired the next week. What is this uh, list of the Alanis changing words in this song? Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. <laughs> I didn't watch the links. I, yeah, I didn't expect you to. I just wanted proof. <laughs> I watched every one of those in order. Well, my landlord did work outside and I had my speakers on. <laughs> so in 2015, she went on James Corden's show. And re they sang the song together, and she like wore the beanie and stuff that she wore in the ironic music video. And basically, they ch most of it was about like social media and stuff. Like they changed it to like 
going on Facebook, an old friend from high school requests you, and as soon as you accept them, you find out they're racist, stuff like that. Uh, they changed like the smoking line to be about vapes. My favorite line <laughs> was they changed the airplane thing to it's like first class on Southwest plane, and you realize all the seats are the same. <laughs> That's really good. That's pretty good. And uh, they also, Alanis also threw. I don't care for James Gordon, and she threw a jab about like. It was something along the lines of all these males on late night, can't we just have one lady type of thing? <laughs> when that that was pretty good because she was on his show. Yeah. Ooh. And then I just I thought go ahead. I'm not gonna this moment. And then in twenty twenty, I, I just kept watching more live videos to see if she kept changing things. If she actually changed things. In twenty twenty there was a show that was for Budweiser stage at home. And she sang a few songs, and she sang ironic. And she changed the line that says, it's meeting the man of my dreams and meeting his beautiful wife, to it's meeting the man of my dreams and meeting his beautiful husband. And then I watched a live video from 2012, and it looks like she did it then as well. So we, she's, had, she's been singing, it's like meeting the man of my dreams and meeting his beautiful husband since at least 2012. And then I watched a video from 2004, and she said it then. So she's been doing this since at least 2004. And then I watched a vi- bunch of videos from the 90s and from 2001 and 2002, and she wasn't doing it yet. I couldn't find anything from 2003. So we're going to say she started singing It's Like Meeting the Man of My Dreams and Meeting His Beautiful Husband in 2004. Does husband fit in there? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, so the way she... And she sings it a little bit differently, but it works. It's okay. beautiful because she says, "In meeting his beautiful wife," and she fashion. says it like, "Meeting his beautiful husband." Like it, it, it works just fine. She quickens like, yeah, she yeah. speaks quickly for the word. Husband. She kind of hus the hus part of it. It's kind of like in her breath. Got it. Thoughts. Progressive. For 04, especially. I was surprised. Like, 2012, I was like, duh. Or, I'm sorry, 2020, I was like, duh. How did you guys feel when watching the music video? Terrified. Dude, I'm kind of into it. I am too. It's like partying with yourself. It was so scary. She just kept popping out of nowhere. (laughs) She had... Four, three different versions of herself in the car with her. It's a, and they it's, were all so silly and spunky and I liked that they all had different hair that I would have rocked in like 6th grade. Yeah. They just, I was scared. I felt they like I was doing sweaters. a jump scare the whole time. The introduced, the introduction of each of them is a little bit jarring especially because at first it's Alanis driving in the car and you think she's alone. And then she looks in the rear view, and that usually that effect is reserved for horror. Usually, so I'll give you that. It's snowing. Yeah, it, that the beginning felt unsettling. I will give you that. And then, like when the first version Dude. of her appears and she's flapping around, kind of frantically. She no, looks okay. like I hear you. <laughs> so scary. But by the end, it's a party. Yeah, by the end, it's fine. 
my yeah, god. Yeah, by the end of the party, they're being silly. They're addressing each other. They're yeah. throwing their beanies at each other. I loved it. She got out. She almost hit herself on a freaking tunnel getting out of that. I'm <laughs> watching it and I'm just freaking out. <laughs> I love the sweaters. The sweaters? The yeah. outfit's great. The All the 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 fashion in here is great. Oh, Alanis gets in the car with a coffee. I've done that. She drives in snow. I did that today. I drove to work. Guys, my favorite ironic moment of all of 2020. Ah, second favorite, because my first favorite really was starting quarantine with a four-day weekend. My second favorite was Trump mocking Biden for wearing a mask and getting diagnosed with COVID two days later. That was a really good moment. That was really good. Um, that was actually that was um a that was, that was a really good, good knee slapper for a lot of us. What about uh yeah all of the people who voted for Trump who are now like saying I'm going to move to Canada? I thought that they didn't want us to be more like Canada. I'm so the Canada thing is confusing my pants off. Remember when we were like, we're all going to move to Canada four years ago, and they were like, <laughs> okay, stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> Enjoy your show today, Dom. They're like, that's fine. Real Americans oh stay here. God. What, what right. are you talking about? <laughs> I want to just throw in oh that God. in 2007, Alanis lost a People's Choice Award to Rascal Flats, and there were no oh. protests. That's stupid. She that's just actually You know, that's a really stupid thing. She, she lost the Rascal Flats. Right, but that's how they think that one song goes. What hurts the most? Choice Awards Was it for that song? I don't remember. Was being so close. <laughs> oh wait, which no. Rascal Flats song was it? Yeah. Oh gosh, it was one I had heard of, so it might be that one. Yeah, I uh, don't also, think they have literally any other songs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were a one record wonder. <laughs> also, yes, Nikki, there was just a People's Choice Award. There was just a People's Choice Award, and it made me laugh because I saw a picture of JLo like in a nice dress, and she's just in front of a cabinet in her house. <laughs> I just can't believe how many celebrities' cabinets I've seen this year. Like, I've seen Kenan Thompson's cabinets. I've seen J-Lo's cabinets now. I've seen, like, most politicians' cabinets. Like, these people just have cabinets. I'm crying. I liked Kenan's. Kenan's had some nice cabinets. Oh, uh, it was Life is a Highway by Rascal Flatts. That's Rascal Flatts? Life is a highway. I know the song. (laughs) (laughs) But she just accepted the loss? Yeah, she just accepted it. And get this, she didn't even kill 200,000 Americans. (laughs) I I thought you were going to say, she didn't even kill Rascal Flatts afterwards. (laughs) She didn't even threaten to shoot Rascal Flatts. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. That's ironic. Michael Bublé was also up for that award. <laughs> I think if he would have won, things would have gone a little differently. You know, um, 
she accepted the results and moved on. And she said, I lost to Rascal Flats. That sucks. But I'm just going to keep going. Just going to keep going. Not even say anything about it. No. Hosted by Jason Alexander and Malcolm Jamal Warner. Interesting. Um, are they moving to Canada because Alanis is Canadian? And they're trying to be a full-on ironic? Oh my gosh. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. That if yeah, they're trying yeah, they're trying to max no, out ironicness. Irony. Do they have guns in Canada? No. Like yes, but no. They have moose for police. Like here when people were protesting the uh votes in like Arizona, mm-hmm. they were like people are there with guns, but it's cool because it's a right to carry or whatever it is, right to bear arms. Yeah. Open carry. I don't think I don't know how many places like that are in Canada. Uh let's see. Yeah, is there a second amendment in Canada? They banned assault rifles. Well, that's good. They require licensing and registration of most firearms, including air guns, with a certain amount of power. What are their online gun sales like? I've just heard people talk about that, and I'm wondering if that's why they want to go there. Oh, maybe. Maybe they have better 3D printers. What I understand, did you ask about online gun sales? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least the way it is in Arizona, and the gun laws are concerningly lax here. Um, yeah. Black Page, or Black Pages, I think, is it's like a Craigslist, but for guns. However, you can only pick up the gun at a registered shop. Okay. So even like an online purchase is not entirely online. It's not like Amazon delivers. <laughs> just drop it off at your front door. <laughs> the UPS guy cards you. Hopefully you're 21. So probably just match what the gun store laws are then? <laughs> I saw a good TikTok that was like um, basically Trump supporters being like, I'm leaving America. I'm going to Canada. I'm going to such and such. And they're all like speaking from that country. They're like, no, nope, we do not want you here. <laughs> do not come. I really don't feel like Americans are going to be allowed most places for a while. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> For, like, yeah. All of the reasons. Um, yeah, most celebrities are hypocrites. That's what I found when I was trying to Google. Uh, the biggest thing is, like, celebrities trying to critique capitalism because they are rich. Based on doing, like, fun things, usually. Or, like, you know, like, they'll make millions off of... they benefited from capitalism. Greatly benefited. My personal favorite being Harrison Ford, because obviously that man is rolling in the dough from literally two roles that he played. But he was tried to make some big statement about... Somebody had asked him in an interview about getting his chest hair waxed for a role. And he said, the pain of ripping out his chest hair should make us think about the pain the earth feels when the trees in a rainforest are cut down. But the person writing this article was like, 
He owns seven airplanes. <laughs> and one time for a gag, he literally <laughs> flew his private jet to get a cheeseburger. Speechless on that one. Oh, that one hurts. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just and the worst part is I just they are like thinking all these things. I'm just picturing him getting waxed. <laughs> uh lena dunham's obviously a notorious hypocrite but that's like almost not even worth saying because that's usually the first thing people find out about her at this point right and it's like also what do you even talk about it's just it's everything yeah but also almost every person has been called a hypocrite for doing something that somebody just didn't like hmm so people use hypocrite the way that Alanis uses ironic. Interesting. But then people are mad at Alanis for it. Yeah, because they're, they're hypocrites. It's just a cycle. I kind of feel like she actually did create a new definition for ironic a little bit. Like the casual use of ironic that I feel like we grew up using in like late 2000 to early 2010. Uh, that was probably because of her. Totally. I don't know. I, somewhere I used to work, uh, there was a kid who, I was a manager, and there was a kid who was always late. So finally one day, I pulled them aside and wrote them up. And then, literally the next day, I was so late. (laughs) And they were there. And I ran into work, (laughs) and that song was on. And I was just singing it. I sang it to them all day long. Every day I would see them, I would just sing that song. Wait, do you think that this employee put it on like the second the clock turned a minute? No, no, no. It's like a radio. I would always, it was a radio station that only I would ever put it on. And I put it on the day before because I liked that station and that song would always come on that station. I love that. And so every time I hear that song, I think of that kid. I wonder if that kid thinks of me for the rest of their life. (laughs) The stupid boss. Who knows every word to the song Ironic by Alanis Morissette. <laughs> she was up super late and then wrote me up. And then she shows up super late. Sings the song the next day. Is there anything else to address? I found a list of examples of ironies in Disney. I don't agree with most of them, but my favorite one is Remy from Ratatouille. The very idea of having a rat in a kitchen is gross to some people, so Disney making an ironic movie about a rat that just happens to be a master chef makes it one of the most ironic movies of all. I love that. It's like innocent innocent irony. That's the point. This list is whack. (laughs) It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> this list is obscene. My another good no, this one's so so silly. For the Incredibles, there are quite a few in this movie. Mister Incredible, a superhero, gets sued for saving a person attempting suicide. He also goes through a midlife crisis in the movie. But superheroes don't have ages. What does that even mean? What does any of that what I just said mean? I really don't know what any of it means. <laughs> Eric looking for love in The Little Mermaid. Eric was saved from a shipwreck by Ariel, and she fell in love with him immediately. She asks Ursula to give her legs, but Eric doesn't recognize her because she has legs. That's actually irony. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Mulan's gender. The movie Mulan is one of the 
underlooked Disney masterpieces and a great great lesson for tragic irony. The audience knows that Mulan is a woman, while the rest of the other men in the military do not. Is it underlooked? <laughs> <laughs> what was the first part of that? Who who understands she's a woman? The audience. <laughs> the audience got it. Really cool. Yeah, I don't think I have anything to add after that. I really hope like a middle schooler <laughs> made this list for a project and like got created. This is actually pretty fun. I understand now. I don't remember if it was you, Alexis, or you. You guys were like, I'm really looking forward to, to this podcast. I don't know why. It's a great song. Uh, Fuck, Mary Kill. No, I was going to say that. Alanis. Driving Alanis. Passenger Alanis and back right Alanis or back passenger Alanis. Okay, I got this. Back right passenger, the first one we see, the one that appears in the mm-hmm. the rearview mirror. She's for sure unstable. I kill her. <laughs> I marry the Alanis that is driving because she seems pretty like she's connecting with each of these personalities, but she also like I feel comfortable that she's driving me. And then I have to fuck the one that is feeling playful enough to climb out of the window. That's, that's my logic on it. It's a great answer. That was a great answer. Yeah, I, I agree. You're right. Yeah, that was the correct answer. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. You guys have great. Yeah. Answer? I was going to say the old man who turned 98, so. I, I assumed you were going to go with the lyrics, too. Which, I mean, we, we could no, do that. No, that's alright. It's an old man and a fly. <laughs> <laughs> an old man, a fly, and a no-smoking <laughs> yeah, like, It's not really gonna work. I'm gonna... Nope. Nope, I don't like nope. it. Nope. I'm gonna end up fucking a fly, huh? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> to make a podcast for a really 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 long time before I was actually able to and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or a computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, You probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app. And I swear it's free. Like, it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast. Black Friday!
You're welcome for that soundbite.